Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We know hard times are going to come. We know that rains on the just and the unjust. We know those things. So the question is not what is going to happen to us, but the question is how do we respond? we get the joy of the Lord down on the inside of us it doesn't matter what's happening on the outside it does not matter because we got the Spirit of God that is dwelling inside of us I choose to get up and give this day to the Lord I choose to get up and say this is the day the Lord has made I will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, clap your hands unto Him today. Glory to God. Uh, go with me, if you would, Romans chapter 14. We'll begin there, and then we'll jump over to James chapter 1. Romans chapter 14, we're going to start in verse 11. Amen. Everybody got it? I got it. Amen. The Bible says this, For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us shall give account of himself to God. Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him who considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Yet if your brother is grieved because of your food, you are no longer walking in love. Do not destroy with your food the one for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let your good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And then jump over with me, if you would, to James chapter 1. And we'll just read just a few scriptures here, and I'll let you be seated. James chapter 1, starting in verse number 2. James says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Wanting nothing. I just want to uh, speak uh, with the help of the Lord on this uh, thought this morning. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And if you will help me and pray for me, you may be seated this morning. Count it all joy. I want to ask you a question. Would you agree with this statement? And I'm not asking for a show of hands, but just like a a nod or something like that. Would you agree that everyone wants to be happy? Do you agree with that? Okay. Yeah. We we would agree with that statement. The the desire for the desire for happiness, it is the it is the universal wish of mankind. We we all want to be happy. If you go and you ask any therapist out there, and they will tell you that the number one goal that they hear from their patient is, I just want to be happy. I just want 
to be happy. And happiness, happiness comes from a, a plethora of different things. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of things that we get happiness from. Pizza. I mean, just me saying that brings a smile to somebody's face. And, and why not? I don't think there's any debate over how people feel about pizza. Okay, If you are fortunate enough to enjoy this ooey-gooey, delicious, often cheap eat, amen, (laughs) then you can fully understand that pizza easily represents a slice of heaven. Okay, There's no debate over it. Even Even the thought of it makes people smile, topped with tons of cheese and veggies, depending on, you know, if you have good taste or not, uh, and pepperoni galore, okay? There's no denying the fact that pizza makes people happy. I've shared this story with uh, some of you, uh, maybe on a Wednesday night, I don't don't think so, but just in in passing, and uh, Easton, just like, this has probably been a month, month and a half ago, we were all going out to eat after church, because that's what we do, We, we, we go and we refuel our bodies from deep worship and everything, and we go and we get those, you know... We come in here, we burn carbs, we leave, we go get them. We go get them back because we need them. And so we're leaving and everybody, we had decided we were going to go eat at JT Caliber and, and uh, we didn't inform Easton, we forgot that you know, we need to check with him before we decide on where we go to eat at. We did not inform him. And so there we are in the car, we said, hey, we're, we're going to JT Caliber's. And uh, he goes, dad, I want Pizza Hut. I was like... Now, I mean, everybody's, everybody's already at the restaurant, but he's like, but dad, I want Pizza Hut. And if you know anything about Easton, you know that he is persistent, persistent, okay? And he's like, dad, I want Pizza Hut. Dad, I want Pizza Hut. He's like, no, we're not getting Pizza Hut. It's like, maybe later, maybe later that's an option. Maybe tonight. Like, we're going to eat again today. Pizza Hut could possibly be an option later tonight. And so, and he's, that stuck in his head like the entire time. I mean, we're at the restaurant eating something else. He's like, man, Pizza Hut, later, it's on at our house, it's done. So, so there we are that afternoon and, and uh, all, all afternoon, dad, are we getting Pizza Hut? Dad, are we getting Pizza Hut? Dad, 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 dad. And I've gotten to that stage and as a parent, I don't hear children. <laughs> I don't. Some people are like, I'm sorry for my kid crying. It's like, don't you ever apologize for that again. I don't hear them, okay? I don't hear them. So it's like, dad, 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 are we getting pizza? Dad, I want pizza. Dad, I, I woke up from a nap to him in my ear. I'm not, I'm, I'm not kidding. In my ear, dad, I want, dad, dad, are we getting pizza? I mean, I woke up to that. And I said, I finally said, if you ask me one more time, if you had, I went that route with him, right? You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. If you ask me one more time, kiss it goodbye. We're not getting Pizza Hut. Not ever. Like, make, not just night. We're not ever getting pizza. Okay? So, as creative as he is and thoughtful, he would then begin to, and I'm tired. I'm, I just want to go back to sleep. And once, I'm, once kids wake me up, from, I'm not going back to sleep. And I'm just, up, I'm up. And so I'm upset about that. And so I got my eyes closed and stuff like that. And he'd go, Dad, Dad. And I'm like, what? He goes, never mind. I'm not even going to ask you. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's what I deal with. That's my life. I deal with that on the daily. And he did that a couple of times. Dad, what? I'm not, a, never mind. I'm not even going to ask you. Finally, he said, Dad. And I go, what? And, he's, he, and then all of a sudden, he knows sign language. He goes, Dad. He goes, Yeah, he's not breaking the rules. I didn't ask you. But pizza makes this kid happy. How happy he had it twice yesterday, smile on his face both times. We love pizza, and my sermon is not on pizza day, thank the Lord. Uh, but I, I wonder, are, are, are most people happy? That's one thing that I threw out as an example of what makes people happy. And I know we would all like to think that the majority of people in this world are happy. We would love to believe that this is a happy place, this is a happy world. Uh, We would all love to believe that. But here's a a statistic for you, based off expert opinions. Only one in three Americans are happy today. Only one in three, right? Right? Kind of tough to swallow consider, considering we are, supposed to, we are supposed to be a nation that is what? In pursuit of happiness, okay? One in three, experts say, one in three people are happy today. Happy, it's, it's a feeling of, of, of showing pleasure or contentment. We, we have this sense of confidence in, in or satisfaction with something, with a person, with an arrangement or situation. Satisfied with the quality or standard of. We are, we are fortunate and are convenient. Another word that's thrown in there as a synonym is lucky. Lucky. A lot of happiness sometimes is based on luck. A lot of life is based on the decisions that you and I make. What to do, what to eat, what to wear, who to go with, who to serve, when to do what, uh, when to do what we need to do. And every day, you and I have the opportunity to choose. You and I, we have the opportunity. We can start deciding right now that this would be a great day. Whether it ends up being a good one or not, but still learning from every moment. Or we have the option of getting sidetracked into misery by every unfortunate mishap. I read a quote one time that is very mind-blowing, and it says this, Pain is inevitable, but misery is optional. Pain is inevitable, but misery is optional. There will always be stuff to ruin your day, right? There will always be something. There will always be pain. We cannot escape life's struggles. We cannot escape life's pain. You know, just like I do, that life will hit you and sometimes it's out of left field. We don't, we don't see it coming. It's all of a sudden right there on your doorstep. And so the question is not what happens to us because we know things are going to happen. We know pain is going to happen. We know struggle is going to happen. We know hard times are going to come. We know that rains on the just and the unjust. We know those things. So the question is not what is going to happen to us, but the question is how do we respond? to what's happening to us. Happiness is based on happenings. Happenings. Kind of makes sense, right? People are either happy or not happy based on what is happening around them. 
Okay? I got pizza today, so I'm happy. Okay? That's something that happened to me today. Happiness is based on happening. So happiness is based on happenings. And, and what happens in this life is certainly not always happy. Can I hear an amen that? What happens in this life is not always something that brings us or makes us happy. In fact, you know what Jesus said? Jesus said this in John 16. He said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Peace and joy are not the same thing as happiness. Because happiness is based upon happenings, and happenings are what? They are temporary. They are temporary. They are not lasting. You know what they are? They are fleeting. They are good times that we reflect upon, that we that sometimes we can gain encouragement. We look back and we say, that was a happy time. But the peace of God, that is what endures forever, even in the hardships of life. Yes, right. The fact is this. The Bible says in Acts 14, 22, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Yes. Paul says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 4. He says, but in all things, approving ourselves as the ministers of God, in much patience, in walks in the park, in easy things, and peace. Wait a minute, that's not what he said. Wait a minute. That's not what he said. What did he say? In much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses. (laughs) In this life, there will be afflictions. We will find ourselves in need. There will be times of pain. There will be times of suffering and trouble. Times where we are absolutely stressed to the max. And that's life. Who's encouraged? (laughs) Uplifting, Bryce. What does this have to do with this spiritually? Trying to figure it out. No, I'm just kidding. Really encouraging. In this life, there will be afflictions. Necessities and distresses. That's life. I, I, I wish I had something better to tell you. I wish I had something better to show you. But you know as well as I do that if I said something opposite that, you knew, you know that I'd be lying to you. Because some of us walked in here today unhappy. Some of us walked in here today unsatisfied. Some of us walked in here with just saying, my life is not what I had hoped it would be. When Mallory and I take our children to the shrine of the golden arches, they always crave for a meal that comes with a cheap little prize. A combination christened in a moment of marketing genius, the happy meal. You're not just buying fries and McNuggets and a dinosaur stamp. You're buying happiness. There, 
their advertisements have convinced my children they have a little McDonald-shaped vacuum in their souls and our hearts are restless till they find their rest in a happy meal. And you know me, being the son-in-law of uh, Pastor Rice that, you know, that I am, I'll try to save money and, uh, and I'll be the wise one and I'll say, thank you, I got it. And, and I'll say, you know what, we're not, we're not buying that food today. I, I mean, we're not buying that. We're just going to buy food today, okay? And there I am standing in line and that's what we're going to do. We're not getting one of those things of the, the things that come with the cheap little plastic toys that, that's going to find its way on the pile of other cheap plastic toys that we just bought yesterday. Not doing it today. And so I'll be the responsible one. I'll say, we're not getting that. We're just going to order food. But the cry goes out. (laughs) I want a happy meal. And all over the restaurant, people crane their necks to look at the tight-fisted, (laughs) penny-pinching of a parent who would deny the child the meal of pure joy. The pro <laughs> music, would you know? <laughs> Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Here's the deal the problem with the happy meal is that that happy wears off, and now. They need a new fix. And no child discovers lasting happiness in just one sitting down. I could just eat and sit down and blame. It's like, man, you remember that one happy meal that we got? <laughs> what joy did that bring? No, I do. I had happy meals back in my day, and I don't reflect on them for one minute and say, man, talking to my brothers at family reunions, do you remember that one time? Do you remember that one happy meal? Life-changing. Oh, happy, happy Meals bring happiness, but they only bring happiness to McDonald's. <laughs> you ever wonder why Ronald McDonald wears that, that, that little grin on his face? I'll tell you why. 20 billion Happy Meals, that's why. At $3.99 apiece. We've got to get to something spiritual here this morning. We're going to be in trouble. There are a ton of things in this life that has the potential of making you and I happy. And we all want to be happy. Amen. That's what, that's, you know, we want to be happy in this life. And here's what, there's some things in this life that has the potential to make you happy. And uh, you could wait, waking up to sunshine, that makes people happy. Or if you go and you book a vacation and that makes people happy. If we get promoted or we hear a baby laugh or even a baby cry sometimes for you kind of evil people thinking out there and stuff, you know, hear babies cry. Oh, they're crying so sweet. No, it's not at two in the morning. Okay. Chocolate has the potential of making me happy. Good hair days has the potential. Chocolate has the people. Uh, I already said that. Finding a bargain, but you know chocolate's on my mind because I'm a chocoholic. Okay. But on and on the list goes of things that have to happen in order for us to be happy. 
And we start to play the what if game. Well, if this happens, then I'll be happy. If I make this much money, I'll be happy. If I get promoted, I'll be happy. If I get the house on the cul-de-sac, if I'm able to buy the boat and take it out on the weekends. All of these things that I'm mentioning, and I hope you're tracking with me this morning. All of these things is based upon external things. These things have to happen in order for us to be happy. Happiness comes from things on, that are external, but joy is based upon internal things. And let me tell you, it's not every day that you're waking up to sunshine. It's not every day that uh, you're booking a vacation. It's not every day that you find yourself being promoted. But if we get the joy of the Lord down on the inside of us, it doesn't matter what's happening on the outside. It does not matter because we got the Spirit of God that is dwelling inside of us. Joy is what we have. The joy of the Lord, it causes you to change your perspective on life. Perspective is an interesting thing because nothing has changed in the physical realm. Nothing has, nothing has changed in the tangible realm, but our perspective. Things may remain the same, but how we look at them and how we think about them and how we treat those instances. Change your perspective on joy. Get the joy of the Lord and it begins to change the way you think about life. So what is this joy? Where does it come from? Romans 14, we read it in our text. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy. Where? In the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God, it is joy in the Holy Ghost. Jesus told Nicodemus, except the man be born again of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So there is only one answer to producing fruit, and that is through and by the spirit of Almighty God. And I believe that in reality, there is no such thing as a joyless New Testament born again Christian. You will not find that person. Joyless churches are not spirit-filled churches. We may say we are spirit-filled, but if there is no joy, it is not a spirit-filled church. It is not a spirit-filled Christian because the spirit will begin to bring forth fruit that is joy. That's right. Galatians 5, we find the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. But to understand Galatians 5, you have to go back to Galatians 4. And Galatians 4 is where Paul, he's not rebuking them all at once, but he says, I remember when you started out in your walk with God, there was such joy and happiness. And then in verse 15, he asked them where all that has gone to. He says, where's your joy at? Where did your joy go that you once had? Why is that not resident in your life? And when you take a look at the world today, I think I don't really have to stand up in here, up here today and convince you that we live in a very joyless world. 
a world filled with misery, a world that is filled with disappointment and fear, a world where the devil is going about at what, whatever time he wants to, and he's going around seeking whom he may devour, stealing everything because that's what the thief does. Stealing everything that he can from you. And if the devil can steal your joy, you know what happens? He can make your life meaningless. And I see that on the daily. To some people, in fact, a lot of people, a lot of people, life has become so meaningless. Life has become pointless. The devil has robbed you of your purpose. He's robbed you of your meaning. Amen. And, and, and you see this everywhere. Why? Because people are sitting there waiting on their next big break. They're waiting on their next big promotion. They are putting their hope and their trust in things that are not a guarantee. Rather than resting in the joy of the Lord. King Solomon said, A merry heart, a heart that is full of joy. A merry heart doth good like a medicine. David said, Thou thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. Joy is evidence of God in your life. David said in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. So listen to me this morning. If you get in his presence, if you get in his presence, you, my friend, are going to be filled with joy. Nehemiah said this about the joy of the Lord. He said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. If you're feeling a little weak this morning, maybe you're feeling like you're running on empty, my friend. You need to grasp the fact that the joy of the Lord is your strength and you can have joy, wonderful joy. But it's only found in the Holy Ghost. It is found in the Spirit of God. We can live through painful experiences. We can live through financial struggle. We can live through sickness. There are things that you can go through if the Spirit of the Lord is working in your life. If you've got that daily, intimate, personal walk with Him, you can share in the joy of the Lord. That's right. You can only share in that joy, though, if you're walking with Him. That's right. If you're talking with him, if you got a hold of the Lord by your hand, what is that? What am I talking about? Relationship. Yes. Relationship. Every relationship we need or we have needs to have joy. We get joy from our relationship with God, but we have relationships outside of God. We have our, we have our families. We have our marriages. We have our coworkers. We have all of these other things. And I believe that every relationship we have needs to have joy. Our home needs to have joy. Our marriages need to have joy. Yes, we need happiness too, but we also need joy because happiness is that external, but joy is that internal. Happiness is based on chance. It's if I'm lucky, if the ball is rolling my way, if the ball bounces my way but joy my friend is based on choice I choose to get up and give this day to the Lord I choose to get up and say this is the day the Lord has made I will rejoice and be glad in it come on clap your hands unto him today Lord we choose to have that joy that you offer 
Joy is something that stays with you through everything. Joy is something that doesn't run away at the sight of a trial, at the sight of a a, a mountain experience. Happiness is based on our circumstances, but true joy is found in your relationship with Jesus Christ. When you're in relationship with Him, when we're into His Word, where He's speaking to you through Scripture, and when you're in that type of relationship, the joy of the Lord, it's going to manifest itself in your life. It's going to manifest itself in your experience. Yes. Jesus has to be your true source of joy. Why? Because He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's promised to go with you all the way till the end. He promised that He came to bring life and life in abundance. Amen. And let me say this. It's not just us coming to church on a Sunday or a Wednesday night. But it's you abiding in Him. It's you getting up on a Monday morning and having that morning devotion. He is the vine and understanding that we are the branches. It's what keeps us connected. If the height of your spirituality is a Sunday and Wednesday experience, my friend, I would submit to you, you need to press a little bit in the spirit. You need to push a little bit further because there is more to what we see happening inside of these four walls. Abiding in him. Since Paul was that connected to Jesus Christ, he could write such books as Philippians. We have to understand this morning, though, that writing the book of Philippians is not something that was easy. No. It didn't come easy. Philippians didn't come easy. But Paul paid a price for everything that he wrote in that letter. He could write about joy because of all the things that he went through. Think about the life of Paul with me for just a second here. Think about his salvation and how that came about. He was on his way to persecute the Christians and he got knocked off of his horse. And from that day forward, he got connected to the vine and he began to grow. And when you look at Philippians, he begins to name all of those things. He said, he goes, I was the chiefest. He said, I abound in more than anybody. You read through the book of Acts and you find where the Bible says he went to every house. Entering into every house. Persecuting the Christians. That's your apostle Paul. Before Jesus got a hold of him. Before he got connected. And the Spirit of Almighty God began to dwell in him. And that's why he could write from a prison cell and talk about the joy of the Lord being resident in his life. His testimony could be condensed and and, and presented in the scripture that rejoiced in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. When you look at Paul's ministry, not only did he get joy from having a personal walk with God, but he had such an eagerness for the coming day of the Lord. 
look at it, find it in your Bible. You look at your Bible and the one thing that kept those apostles going, the one thing that drove them, the one thing that kept Paul going was the coming of the Lord was so dominant in their thinking. It was dominant in Paul's writing. Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Paul said, I can tell you. <laughs> I can tell you how I have this joy. I can tell you how I can count it all joy. I can tell you how I keep my joy in this prison. I can tell you why I don't care if they're going to kill me. I don't care what their plan is because I've got joy. And Paul goes on to say, for me to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. For me to leave down here is for me to be up there. Philippians 2.16 Holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. That I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Whatever he was going through, whatever trial he was facing, whatever the devil was throwing at him, whatever the devil was trying to do to upset him or discourage, Paul may not have been able to see past uh, his problem, but he chose to look way past his problem into a day of the coming of the Lord. He said, devil, I got news for you. I got a message for you. I'm not living for the here and the now. I know my circumstances is what it is. I find myself enclosed in this prison cell, but I'm not living for this moment because there's another moment that's coming. There's another day that's coming. There's a day when the sky is going to part. I'm going to be able to see His face again. I'm going to be with Him in eternity. And I choose to live in that moment. I choose to live in that place. And that's the reason that I can have joy joy I don't know about each and every one of you I don't know what it is you're going through but I do sense this morning that there are people here that are not satisfied they're not satisfied with their life. Maybe you're not satisfied with your walk with God. You came in here today and the only reason you have a smile on your face is just for the next hour and a half or two hours and then you get in your car, you leave and all of a sudden that trial is still there, that pain is still there, that struggle is still there. Things may look bad. I don't know what you're going through. You may not be the happiest that you've ever been, but I just want to tell you today that you have an opportunity in this house this morning to let the joy of the Lord be your strength. You just have to change your perspective. 
Maybe you need to pray through again. Maybe you need that. When's the last time you spoke in tongues? When the last time you found yourself lost in his spirit, just being renewed over again? I'm so glad that the Lord didn't just make me happy, but he gave me joy. And I don't know about you, but I'm not going to sit around and wait for things to happen in my life, but I'm going to rest in the fact that the joy is found in the Holy Ghost that is dwelling on the inside of me. And that joy doesn't care what's happening. That joy doesn't care what the devil throws at us. That joy doesn't care what you have to face tomorrow. Joy is the Spirit of God inside of you that looks at every situation and every circumstance and says, God, I may not be happy right now, but in your presence, there is fullness of joy. This joy that I'm talking about today, for those of you that have the Holy Ghost, this joy will be with you in spite of your situation. It will be with you in spite of your circumstance. Peter referred to it as joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. It far exceeds every level of human emotion. And Paul wrote in 15, and I close with this. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. That God may fill you with all joy and peace. Church, your answer is found in the Holy Ghost. He'll fill you with joy. He'll fill you with peace. But it's through His Spirit. Thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. You can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family. If you are ever in our area, our doors are open on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.